Welcome to the Criminal Podcast, folks. I'm your host, Molière Dimanche, and uh, I do not know where to start today. Um, is it Wednesday? Is it Wacky Wednesday today, folks? Um, wait till y'all hear this one. Um, well, first of all, let me inform y'all that uh, I will be releasing a series, right, uh, from an interview with a former correctional officer. And this particular officer used to work up in the triangle where we have uh, Union, FSP, and uh, you know all of the, the, the camps up in that Rayford area uh, where Lake Butler is and all that. So he saw the real deal Department of Corrections. The, 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 the stuff that he's gonna reveal for the world is probably more startling than anything I could tell you. So we're gonna have a series uh, being released periodically uh, where we get uh, some real insight from a former DOC officer. Um, YouTube is popping, folks. Like, you know, I, I've never been like big on social media, but if I would have known that YouTube is like what it is, I would have been on YouTube years ago, man. So check this out. I go to where the uh, the original footage was uploaded, right? About the uh, the whole thing with melting gas and the beating that happened at uh, Lake CI. So um, I go into the comment section. It's something I don't do, but I go into the comment section, right? And uh, another squeaky wheel gets the, the grease. This guy, he has ties, apparently, to Milton Gas, right? And I, I'm not sure if he's a correctional officer or what, but, um, you know, he, he, he started mouthing off to people. Like, he was mouthing off to one particular guy, um, accusing him of being a, co a corrupt CEO who was bringing this stuff for the inmates and everything. So I throw my little two cents in there, see if I can catch me a fish. So... You know, I, I get into the conversation and now this guy, um, Richard Stevens, right? Wow. This is just wow, folks, because, uh, you know, we get into it and he tells me that um, he, he starts going off on people about how much of a tough guy Milton Gas really is. And all these people that have bad things to say about it, you wouldn't say it to his face and just confirming Milton Gas is the... Super villain, we know he is, right? So uh, I asked him, I'm like, well, you know, we can't say it to his face if we don't know where to find him. What's his address? So he tells me uh, Milton Gas was living on staff housing. Now, for, for people who don't know, the Department of Corrections provides housing for its employees. You know, they have homes for the wardens, home, they have trailer parks for all of the officers to live in. And this stuff is on the prison property. So we go on at it back and forth, back and forth. And he tells me, um, you uh, somewhere mm -hmm. along the line, I'm going to post his quotes if I haven't posted them already. But um, he says in his comments, um, don't judge a book by its cover. This is far from over. So apparently they're going to initiate a witch hunt to get some revenge about all of this stuff, right? And I saw a comment from uh, the guy that posted it saying, the cell phone's already gone. 
uh, whoever, you know, the, the, I guess the officer that brought the phones in, take them out too. So there's no phone. There's no source of, of, of where this came from as far as evidence goes. So, you know, it, it's all of this stuff fluctuating in the comments, right? So, you know me, I'm, I'm a dig. And, you know, I end up pulling this guy's whole record. I pull his voting records, his mama, his daddy, addresses, everything. But I did not have to dig far, folks. I, I did not have to dig far at all. I just, I could have just went to his Facebook. Right? I could have just went right to his Facebook. So I go to his Facebook, and guess who his top friend is? His top friend. The first friend on his page. Charlie Bennett. Now, it's one thing if you're going to, like, you know, put that stuff out there and I wasn't, you know, already on this trail. You know what I mean? I'm not, you know, all the way going all the way down this rabbit hole. But it's like, you know, you if you want to confirm to me that you're a bad apple, just be friends with Charlie Benton. That's going to prove everything I've been talking about this whole time. So I look on his friends. I'm like, he's friends with Charlie Benton. So. You know, this is on the whole nother side of Florida. This is, you know, down in Lake County, but I see that the guys back and forth, Bonifay, Chipley, all of that, and Claremont, and whatever, whatever. So, um, Charlie Benton is his friend. So, uh, he checks out as a bad guy in my book. But, um, we're gonna dig deeper into this guy and, and, and see what's up. And if he's a, a, a actual correctional officer and he's Posting that, oh, this ain't over yet, and all of this. We gonna we gonna see about that, and see about getting more of this stuff exposed, man. I mean, only on the criminal podcast, folks. And, and, and that's another thing too. I might have to change the name, not because you know uh, criminal is, is something I, I won't do. Because for people who don't know, a lot of people I've I've seen people snapping on me talking about, oh, it's called the criminal podcast. It's a bad example. No. My book is called It Takes a Criminal to No One. This is, a, a, it was originally supposed to be the It Takes a Criminal Podcast, but th that was too long of a name. So I just cut down the criminal. People who already know me know to associate uh, that with my book. That, that, that's all that is. It's the It Takes a Criminal Podcast, but I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, this is the It Takes a Criminal Podcast. That does sound pretty cool, but... Uh, I, I, I was I'm about to go into full-fledged promotion billboards and the whole nine and uh, You know the, the, the criminal podcast with Moliere is just too long to put on a billboard So I'm thinking convict podcast, you know something that's easy to remember easy to go to so I'm still Experimenting right now because I'm still in the beginning phases, but enough of wacky Wednesday even though it's like Thursday or Tuesday or something um we're going to get into this next case. Now, uh, this next case was uh, very, very disturbing. Um, this was another one that, that, that happened at uh, FSP. All right. So this uh, mysterious death that we covered today is about inmate Sharif Silver. Now, according to the IG report, um, on November 22nd, uh, 2017, 
Inspector Donaldson was dispatched to Florida State Prison, FSP, in reference to the death of 45-year-old Sharif Shelton. So, check this out. Sharif Silva, his death was ruled to be a suicide, right? Now, this one, this is some more of that scary stuff, man, like how, you know, they stealing bodies and burying them at the prisons and not telling the families about it. This, this is up there with, uh, with one of those. So, um, the report goes into how there was a use of force on Silva uh, a week before this, apparently. They said that the last use of force on him was 2017, but they redacted out what kind of force it was. I guarantee you again, it was a gassing. A gassing. They didn't gas this man in his room. And um, for some reason, they took that into consideration uh, as far as his death is concerned, right? So it's odd that they even felt like you know, they needed to point to that. So then, uh, you know, they talk about how they photographed his body and transported it to Archer Funeral Home, right? <clears throat> so then they go into uh, his daily record of confinement housing, which is an hourly report where the officer walks around and does his checks on all the inmates. He's supposed to log all the stuff down. Half the time, they just sit there and say, fed, 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 fed. Uh, check, check, check. They don't individually go and inspect inmates like they're supposed to, but that form is called a 229, and uh, they're supposed to uh, keep an accurate account of the inmates' well-being on those forms. So they go down a list of the 229, and everything is redacted. So then, the part that's not redacted says the following. 12.30 uh, p.m., and keep the times in mind because that's the most important part to this whole mysterious death. 12.30 p.m. Unsecure food flap exterior box. 12.33. Inmate orderly puts food inside the food flap box. 12.36. Sergeant Rogers returns to inmate cell and starts ICS. 12.38. Lieutenant Thompson arrives at the inmate cell 1240 cell door open and they have the handheld video out so an inmate feeds him at 1233 and he's dead by 1240 right so the craziest part about this whole thing is that it says this several inmates made allegations of improper conduct regarding inmate Silva's death. Those allegations were investigated by FDLE and included in the summary. So there were inmates telling them otherwise, like, no, he didn't commit suicide. They're not saying what the inmates alleged. Now, it's, it's, it gets even crazier than that because they could have poisoned this man. They could have put poison in his food. I know I know for a fact that's what they were doing at Swanee. They could have put poison in his food or they could have threw him a noose in there to hang himself. They could have slid him a razor. They could have put a razor blade in his food and made him, you know, you know, try to eat his food and slice his throat on the inside. 
But the craziest part about this whole thing is that in this report, they admit that there was a change in time from the, the, the time that it said on the footage to real life time. Somehow it was offset. Now, to me, that sounds like somebody erased some camera footage. OK, now, according to this report, um, that camera footage was erased by 26 minutes. So you telling me y'all have a, a tape of this man being fed his food and then a few minutes later he's dead. But there's a 26 minute offset. That doesn't tell y'all that somewhere along the line they erased 26 minutes <clears throat> of the footage. And then the inmates are trying to tell y'all what happened and y'all not listening to them. What did those inmates have to say? How come all of the allegations of what the inmates said is not included in this report? Now think about that. Those inmates, they're, 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 they're witnesses. If this was a criminal prosecution, all of them would have to testify in front of a jury as to what they witnessed. How come none of that's included in the report? What did those officers do to Sharif Silva? To all of a sudden, he's just mysteriously dead and there's 26 minutes missing out of his video. I've, I've, I've never even seen that before. Uh, the video's offset 26 minutes. So, again, there's going to probably be a part two to this because uh, we got to figure out, you know, what was the disposition of that? How was that resolved? Why is the whole footage offset 26 minutes? What happened in 26 minutes? In 26 minutes, did they go in there and kill him and then erase it from the footage? In 26 minutes, is an officer on tape giving him something that he can use to kill himself? I mean, like, it, there's always more questions than answers with this stuff so um it's, it's not a lot in this you know what i mean because this is another one where the finger points so the, the evidence points squarely at the officers but we know how that goes when it, when 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 the evidence is on the officers the reports are short as is this one this is nothing but a paragraph and a half and a conclusion that of course in the conclusion the officers are accepting so Another one we highlighting, uh, Sharif Silva, death ruled a, a, a suicide. Inmate witnesses said otherwise, 26 minutes offset in the videotapes. I don't think there's a single report coming out of this IG that is consistent with the fact that is actually believable, that is actually reasonable. Till next time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>